listening to Reading Glasses, a show about book culture and literary life designed to help you read better. I'm author and book devourer Mallory O'Mara. And I'm Bria Grant, filmmaker and e-reader. This episode, we're taking off another box from the 2022 Reading Glasses, Glasses, Glasses Challenge. <laughs> read the first in a series. The first? What are you reading, Bria? I just finished a book that, um, by an author that we both loved her book last year, I just finished Sundial by Katrina oh. Ward. Um, this was also an advertiser on the show. And this is a big buzzy book right now. Wow. Okay. I gotta, gotta start here. If you if you read her last book, which was great, Last House mm-hmm. on Needless Street, you know she does not steer away from uh, This is like it, c- confetti, but instead of confetti, it's content warnings. It's content warnings. It is there's so many content warnings in this book and for her last book. This one, I'm going to say the same, if not more. Um, wow. I will include uh, dog death, uh, self-harm. Um, uh, oh, wow. Just just any sort of, like, assaults. Uh, just, just you have to be ready for all of these things when you're reading her book. So I'll give you those uh, warnings while telling you that I loved it. <laughs> I absolutely loved it, even with the dog death. And you know how I feel about that. That's a big, strong statement from Bria Grant. Yeah, so it's about this woman, and her name is Rob. And she kind of grew up in a way, and this is one of the twists of the of the book, that you kind of don't exactly know how she grew up. But you know, she grew up kind of out in the middle of the desert with sort of a weird situation um, that her father was some sort of scientist slash hippie slash had different sort of beliefs in in things. And it starts with her discovering that her daughter, there's something going on with her daughter that's weird. Her daughter is collecting bones and maybe did something to her younger sister. And she's like, oh no. And it sparks a lot of stuff in Rob. And Rob decides to take the daughter out to where she grew up in the desert, to this house in the middle of nowhere. And, um, you know, there's a shitty husband involved. And there's a lot of secrets that Rob has that ha- that she has not told her family. And all this comes out as the story moves on because it kind of goes into flashbacks and then in present day. Um, I don't want to give too much more away because, but it's great. If like people who love a woman on a journey, they mm-hmm. love a, a book about a mom um, sacrificing and also figuring out who she is. Um, and then it's also just really good horror, really good like horror book. Um, uh, What's the chili rating on this? Ooh, I'm going to say, what's the... What's the is one to five? One to four. One to four. I would give it a two, but it is. But it's creep. It's very creepy, and like there's a lot of stuff that you're like, oh no, like because you just can see it coming. How horrifying it is. Um, and she's so good at creating all these twists and turns where you discover more about the characters that nothing is what it seems to be at the beginning. And and um, you know, you would think her last book was like that. And you're like, you can't pull that off again. Well, she did. I will tell you hundred percent. Pull it like, off again. Hold my beer. <laughs> Probably. She really was like last house on needless street. You thought that one was scary. You thought that one had a lot of twists. You just wait. Um, <laughs> this, this may be, uh, one of my favorite horror books of the year. I mean, it wow. is so far by, by far. It is, awesome. it is, it is quite good. Um, what, what are you reading? Miller? I am reading one of my most anticipated books of the year. It is the new novel um, by We Write Upon Sticks author Quan Berry. Love it. But I will say, out of the gate, extremely different from We Write Upon Sticks. Could not be more different than from We Write Upon Sticks. Because it's, um, it's a, I think it t- takes place in 2015. And it is about 
these two twin brothers and one of them is a monk. Uh, this all takes place in Mongolia and the other brother used to be a monk. And this, um, they, because they're twins, the, the sort of order that they're part of thinks that they have these sort of powers and they're trying to look for this like great spiritual leader. And they're like, okay, well we need both of the twins. So the brother, the twin who's still a monk has to like go into the city and find his brother. Who's like, you know, got girlfriends, has an iPhone. <laughs> he's he's and the like, party twin. Yes, he's definitely the party twin. And he has to like go wrangle him and try to convince him to come look for this leader with them. And they can kind of read each other's thoughts and feelings. They have like sort of like twin power. Um, and it's really, really beautiful. It's written in these like really short chapters. I've been reading just like a few chapters before bed. Um, so if you are, I don't know, maybe Mongolia is in your wheelhouse, maybe mm. monks or religious orders but are twins. in your, twins are in your, if you love a twin book, this is a great one. Um, and it's fantastic so far. So that is, um, oh my God, I didn't even say the title. It's <laughs> when I'm gone, look for me in the East by Quanberry. And mine is Sundial by Katriana Ward. So we want to take a moment to share some listener feedback. Lisa and a ton of other people, so many people wrote in with a hot book tip about bookcrossing.com. <laughs> oh, and the hottest of all book tips is that we got a slide whistle that Mallory just discovered. Uh, <laughs> which is, I will say, does sound like, go do the down one or do the down one. It is basically sounds like a cartoon losing a boner. <laughs> or or if like you're eating a really long sandwich and the end starts to droop, you know, or a flagpole goes downward. And that's if you see a hot a hot lady skunk on the street and you're, you're a man skunk. You're a male skunk. <laughs> and your eyes are going in and out, in and out. <laughs> we got this in the mail. And Bria sent me a video of her using it, and I cried laughing. I'm crying laughing now. It is the funniest thing I've ever I, heard. And I will just say thank you right now to the listener who sent it in, whose name is Nicole. You've really made Nicole, our day, Nicole. This is the best thing I've ever got in my life. It is unbearably funny to me. But so now we have a new prop to use for, for, for the hot book tip. Hot book tip. <laughs> <laughs> okay. okay. So, but the, the hot book tip is about bookcrossing.com. And uh, one of the people who wrote in is Lisa. And Lisa said, I just finished listening to the latest episode and heard Roxanne's dilemma of not having places to leave books for others to find. And I wanted to let you know about bookcrossing.com. You can sign up for free, register books with their with the book's own unique ID number, label books, and then release them, quote unquote, into the wild. I love it because it's clear that these books haven't been left by mistake, that they are truly available for someone to find and enjoy and then pass on. I have left books all over the world, and some of the books I've released have also traveled all over the world. The bags and labels are available for purchase but are not necessary for participating. The plastic bags are great when you might want to leave a book where it might get dirty or wet. I live in Oregon, so they're great for our rainy climate. Hmm. One thing I do when I when we travel is get books I want to take on the trip, register them before I go, and when I'm done reading them, I leave them for someone else to find. Bookcrossing.com also suggests guidance on where to leave and when not to leave books. Another bonus, I met my now wife through Bookcrossing. That's the, burying the lead here. That's the most important thing. That's extremely cool. Wow. And I checked this website out. It's pretty freaking cool, guys. It is cool. And we'll have to review it. I, I, um, you do have to register, right? You have to register yes. for it. Um, I'm looking right now. I'm like, are there any books near me? I can't, I can't tell you because I have to register, I think. 
don't I? I don't know. Oh, it's showing me like the newest things that just came up. This is very cool. It's super, it's, this is super cool. And I'm glad that so many people use it. Wow. Okay. I can go hunting right now in the USA. Guess how many books in the USA? Almost 3,000 books. Oh my God. That I can find here in California, 300 books. Wow. In Los Angeles, in Los Angeles, one book. It's at the Amtrak. <laughs> we can go to the Amtrak. Oh, wait. We should do this one of these days and track down a book. You could go get um, Rest in Pieces by Rita Mae Brown, a mystery, a thriller, right now at the Amtrak. Uh, pretty amazing. That's so cool. So check that out, folks. Check it out. Sarah, one of our lovely Sarahs, wrote in with a wheelhouse. My wheelhouse is space, multiple worlds, philosophical musings on identity or the nature of good and evil, information kept hidden from either the reader or the protagonist, multiple points of view, non-human narrators, female protagonists, especially if they're programmers, engineers, or otherwise technologically savvy, retellings, protagonists who are hopelessly over their heads, Sarah, with or without an H, <laughs> books, uh, characters, which you should have given us some, characters with a secret slash unknown slash unexplored slash uncontrolled power, hidden magic existing in the real world, and uplifting personal stories in dystopias. Also, my primary reading pathway, I love that she included this, is character with secondary one being plot. Awesome. Uh, so you can email us at readingglassespodcast at gmail.com if you want a list of all the books we talk about on the show delivered to your inbox every month. You can sign up for our newsletter. There's a link in the show notes. <laughs> Wow. She's reading she's reading the slide whistle, everyone. I don't know what's gonna happen. Well, we're we have a, a special bookmark today. It is a very special <laughs> bookmark. That sounded sad. Do a oh, happy wait. one. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> we are announcing the maximum fun drive this year. Yay! It's a wonderful time of the year. Mm -hmm. It's the time of the year where we do bonus content. Yes. You'll see us on our Instagrams doing live feeds every Fucking night, pretty much. We do them <laughs> oh, so much, and we raise money for ourselves and for maximum fun. Yes, so every year we do a big drive. Maybe you're a subscriber already. Maybe you are not. Maybe you're new to the show. Uh, uh, so for two weeks every year, we do a big drive, and if you sign up to support us uh, at MaximumFun.org dur during this time, it'll be the last week of April and the first week of May, you will not only get cool stuff, which we will announce very soon, but you will also help us get towards our particular goals for that are specific to reading glasses. We have a lot of fun ones this should year. We do, should we hint one? Should we hint one? Yeah. What should we hint? Uh, the we're gonna if we get a certain amount of listeners, we will drop a uh, regular anticipated books episode, so you can stock up on your Y'all library holds. Been asking for or it. Or pre-orders. Uh-huh, uh-huh. We're excited about that. We're going to do some really fun events. We're going to test out snacks live for you on video so you can see how good they are and how much residue they leave on a book. Yeah, exactly. And, um, uh, you know, we've been talking, people really want us to play the Dougie Dougie Literature Club, which I think we should possibly Yes, do. that's also going to be a stretch goal. Uh, so we're really excited. This is also a great time. If you are interested in getting into the Slack channel, yes, you have to be a Maximum Fun subscriber to get into the Slack channel. And this is a great time to sign up to do that at any level. Mm -hmm. We're really excited. So again, that's the last week of April, first week of May. It's coming up real soon. Keep an eye out for that. And before we talk about reading book series, series, <laughs> series, is it like a Reese's Pieces kind of thing? I think you say that wrong. I know, but that's what I mean. <laughs> it's Reese's Pieces, but everyone says Reese's Pieces, so maybe it's Serieses is not correct. Serieses. Serieses. Uh, book, books, Serieses. Don't know. We're going to find out. Uh, we're going to take a quick break. 
You're allowed to switch things up when you feel like it. Your go-to dessert is usually creme brulee, but hey, maybe you want a slice of cake right now. Maybe you want a wonderful, firm chocolate bar. (laughs) With Dipsy, you can always choose what feels good in the moment. Hold on. Pause for laughter. (laughs) (laughs) This is the greatest thing we've ever gotten. Uh, But what's Dipsy? Dipsy is an app full of hundreds of short, sexy audio stories designed by women for women. You can find stories about, ooh, an intriguing coworker with a sexy accent or hooking up with your hot yoga instructor. Okay, wait, are they hot or do they teach hot yoga? I was going to say, maybe he's a hot yoga teacher teaching hot yoga. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So he's hot and he's sweaty. Mm -hmm. Uh, They even have stories designed specifically for your zodiac sign. Wow. Which is extremely cool. They have... Not just sexy stories, folks. There's sleep stories, wellness sessions. They also offer written stories if you want to read something uh, in print or an e, or I guess it would be ebook. Uh, and that's the cool thing about Dipsy is that they release new stuff all the time. We know how ravenous uh, erotica and romance readers are. So you're not going to run out of stuff. They're constantly re- releasing new content. We love them. We love that you can search for like the very specific stuff that you are interested in. I mean, whether it's like a ty- a trope or a type of narrator or whatever it is, Dipsy is really crafted with people who are both passionate about erotica and romance, or maybe if you are very curious about erotica and romance and you don't know where to start and you want to test something out, what better than to try out a short audio story that you can specifically look for, you know, whatever you want. It's the perfect thing. Yeah. And you can also try it out right now. For free. For free. For 30 days. So for listeners of our show, Dipsy is offering an extended 30-day free trial when you go to dipsystories.com slash glasses. That's 30 days of full access to everything for free. Try out what you want. You want to hear that accent. You want to hear the hot yoga instructor. You can do anything you want. Uh, Go to dipsy, D-I-P-S-E-A stories.com slash glasses. Dipsystories.com slash glasses. Okay, I'm done. Max Fun Drive is just around the corner. 2022. Starting April 25th, it's the best time of the year to support your favorite shows by becoming a Max Fun member or upgrading your membership. In just two weeks. We've got some great episodes and amazing thank you gifts in store. And who knows, maybe a few surprises. Don't forget bonus content. So make sure to tune in starting Monday, April 25th to get all the juicy details on what each show has in store. Actually, wait, what are the details anyway? And why are they juicy? That's kind of a strange adjective to describe details. This week, we're ticking off another box in the 2022 Reading Glasses Challenge. Read the first book in a series. Are you a big series reader or do you avoid them instead? We're going to talk about all the pros and cons of reading series. Bria, how do you feel about reading series? Is, is, is. I don't avoid and I don't seek out. You're series neutral? I'm pretty series neutral. I'm not looking for a long-term commitment. I'm not like, hey, I really need some sort of long-term commitment here. But I also don't feel like... I'm I'm also willing to read one and then not read the next one in the series. As mm-hmm. you can imagine, knowing me, I'm perfectly willing to go. 
I liked the first one. I don't have to keep going. That's and, enough. <laughs> and that's plenty for me. And I feel like I got what I needed out of that first one. Um, I'll say if I've read the first, there's probably a 25% or less than 25% chance I will pick up the second. It's not very often. I, w- I would agree with that. And it takes me a long time. It takes me about at least a year. So if those came out a while ago, if there's like 10 of them, like I've been really, really slowly making my way through the Murderbot series. But it, it's like once a year I pick up one. So it's going to take me a long time to get through them because I know there's like a lot yeah. at this point. Um, uh, but yeah, I'm not averse to beginning a series. I just may not continue that series, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. You're total series neutral. I'm, to- I'm pretty series series neutral. What what about you? Oh, I am series avoidant. Oh, you're series avoidant. Okay. And I just looked it up. The plural of series is series. Oh, nice. Okay. So it's it's not a Reese's, Reese's Pieces. I got it. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Reese's Pieces uh-huh. situation. Got it. Okay. Um, and so it's, I'm not series avoidant. It's not actually because I don't like series. It's actually because I like them too much. Oh, okay. Uh, I get way too invested and I have a very hard time waiting a year or two or more to find out what happens. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's I like know people don't leave, have like snacks in their house or something. You know, I also like, do that. They're like, I can't have it. I can't have that. Yeah, I have no, no self bonbons in my house. I'll eat them all. I'm the same way. <laughs> Hot Cheetos and series. Like I am very, I have no <laughs> self-control. Um, so, you know, I, I avoid them. And I know that a lot of people have a rule where they don't start a series until it's finished, which I mm. totally understand. But then I, I know, I, I think about all the authors counting on those book sales. Yeah. Cause you know, the first book in, in a series doesn't sell well. Sometimes the rest of the series won't come out. So it's a huge dilemma for me. And whether it's right or not, it often makes me just avoid series because mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, no, moral dilemma. Uh, so I don't have to deal with it. Um, but I want to fix that because there's so many great series out there, mm-hmm. which is why I wanted this on the 2022 Reading Glasses, Glasses, Glasses Challenge mm-hmm. uh, to challenge myself. And so now all of you have to be challenged too. <laughs> uh, so how do you, do you think your relationship with series has changed as you've gotten older? I'm really probably more likely now to commit to a series. Really? Um, yeah, because when I was younger, I didn't keep up with what I read, so I didn't really know. I'd be like, oh, I read a random book in a series, but now I just, I, I would completely forget about that I read that book, and I'd be like, oh, I did read the first of that series. Like, I was so just sort of like, whatever book is sitting here, I'm going to read, whereas now I feel like I plan much more about what I'm going to read. I keep up with what I've read in the past, so I'm just more familiar, and I'm keeping up with what books are out there, you know? Um, so yeah, I think now I'd be more likely to search out a continuing a series. So Mm -hmm. like I read the first one and I'm like, I'm going to read that second one. Whereas I think when I was younger, I'd be like, I read it, but I don't even know there is a second one. Like I wouldn't even know, have that information. Yeah. Young Bria would not be able to look them up on Goodreads and be like, Ooh, I'm ordering all these from the library. There was no Goodreads. Um, so yeah, that would be definitely a problem. What about you? I, I, I'm totally flipped. Wow. Uh, when I was young, I would blast through series. Yeah. Six, seven, eight, nine, ten book series. Even tw- I, I read a few series that were 20 books or longer, and I loved them. Wow. It was ridiculous. I, and, I, and you would read them all in a, in a row? Oh, yeah. I, would just, I would just read that. Um, like, I'd be like, okay, this is my new, this is my life now. Like, I just read, <laughs> just read these series. I do miss that feeling. Explains uh, a lot about you, actually. Yes. I, I, well, you, I, oh, I only have two modes. Either I'm neutral about something or I am obsessed. Or you I'm, dive in head first yes. and cover yourself with it and drink and bathe in its, yes. in its <laughs> yes. glory. I only, I have a friend who's like, Mallory, nobody likes something as much as you like Yeah, it. yeah, yeah. You and really. it's just my personality. Yeah. Uh, but like, I, I would like to get back to that feeling. Like, isn't that what we're all chasing? Like, how it felt to read in middle school sure that that like like just when all you that's all you had to do it's all you wanted to do you could focus on it um I will be honest though um the song of ice and fire series sort of broke me um 
after Dance with Dragons came out and I realized the next book wouldn't be coming out for a long time. That was, I think it's 11 years now. Oh, wow. Um, that's when I st- stopped reading series. That being said, I don't think any author, even George R. R. Martin, owes anyone anything. I do not blame George R. 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 Martin for this. Mm. I hope he's having a lovely afternoon. Are people mad at him about people it? People are extremely mad at George R. R. Martin over this. And um, We forgive you, George. I, I, you know what? <laughs> Live your life, George. Art takes as long as it takes, and that's fine. Um, so I think holding both those pieces in my brain of like my personality of desperately wanting to know what happens next and like having this ridiculous personality that I have and letting and knowing that art needs to take as long as it takes is what made me conflicted about reading series. Mm -hmm. And so I I have just become series avoidant. Um, Wow. I will say like, yeah, I just am not really, I don't think about it. I will say the one that I have been like lately, like I wish that book would come out is the the Sinlin Ascend series. That one who I, I think it's listener, coming out soon. It is. A listener got me into it and now I like love and I'm like, I just got to find out what happened to Sinlin. I'm sure you can get an arc from our friends over at Orbit Books. Send that my way. Uh, so now something that's been sort of controversial in the reader world is books not being marked as uh, books in yes. a series. Uh-huh. And you only find out when you look up the book on Goodreads and it has insert series titles here, number one. And you're like, what the fuck? This is the first in a series? Um, I, that's partly because, as we said earlier, not all series are guaranteed. Right. Um, and sometimes if the first book doesn't sell, the rest of the series won't come out. Also, readers are more likely to buy a book if it isn't advertised as the first in the series. Bria, has this yeah. ever happened to you? Uh, you know, shout out to Goodreads for labeling this. Also, shout out to the library. The yeah. library... Um, the library's like, I see through your marketing the, techniques. They, they they label it like first in a series if it, if that is the case. Mm-hmm. Um, if it's not the case yet, then, you know, who could know? Who could, yeah. No one, no one has a crystal ball here. Um, Librarians might. I feel like they might have like a secret crystal ball back there where they're like, ooh, we can tell when a series is coming out. Definitely possible. But yes, I have accidentally, I've definitely read a book and been like, oh, that's a series. And it ends on some sort of cliffhanger. I'm like, what the fuck? Um, <laughs> but I've also read the second in a series without oh, no. knowing and been reading and been like, why is this confusing? And then I'll go and look it up on Libby again or go look it up on Goodreads and be like, second in a series? How the fuck did I do that? <laughs> like, it is yep. a very, like, I don't even know how it happens. Um, I also have requested books that I didn't realize were the second in the series. Mm-hmm. And then I get them. I'm like, Ooh, I'm not going to read this. Uh, yep. so that has happened to me. Does it happen to you? Oh, all the time. Mm. It's, it's definitely annoying when you think you're reading something standalone and then you get to the end and it's like, and then they leapt off the, the, the world portal. And you're like, wait, what? <laughs> what? Cause it's like in your brain, you're like, I feel like your brain does something different when you're like planning for something to be sequential. Yeah. And then when uh, versus when you're like okay the entire story is encapsulated into this book yeah sure you're expecting a beginning middle and end but if you just get beginning middle well you're looking at everything differently like you're not like when mm-hmm. i feel like when you're prepared for a series you're like cool i am with these characters for the long haul mm-hmm. and it just is just a different mindset and then you you know you get to the end and it's a weird cliffhanger and you look it up and you're like damn it it's the first in a series um the thing is if they're trying to get more people to buy the book it fucking works it does work if you leave on especially I understand why series leaves on a, a cliffhanger because then you're like, I got to see what happens. Yeah. But the problem with me is that I won't remember to the next time I read it. You're like, joke's on you, yeah, you motherfucker. I don't know what happened. <laughs> like, you better remind me where the fuck you were. Uh, I even feel that about TV shows and stuff. Like, I'm like, mm-hmm. what happened in the last episode? Like, if it is I do like watching the last time on. Yeah, we I do feel need like, a little bit of a last which they do in comic books. They do in comic books, and I think they should do it in books. Because yeah. we've, we've answered this question so many times. I think each book in a series should have, like, one little page that's like, 
last time in this series. Yeah, uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah, 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 for real. So what are you doing for this part of the challenge? Okay, well, here's an important question. Are we counting graphic novels? Sure, why not? So if you read the first of a graphic novel series. Yeah. Oh, great. I may have done that. I'm not actually sure. I went and looked, and I was like, have I read the first in a series without realizing it? You and probably yes, I have. Did. Yeah. I did without realizing it. So the book I ended up reading was The Girl Who Can Move Shit With Her Mind by Jackson Ford. Oh, another Orbit book? 19. There has been three in that series since 2019. Oh, my God. What a prolific writer. In a pandemic, no less. In a pandemic? Jackson Ford, give some classes. Um, Yeah, I mean, it's... uh, I actually think Jackson Ford is a pen name, which we're going to have next on... Next week. Spoiler, next week we're talking about pen names. Um... I'm not sure. Don't quote me on that. But uh, yeah, yeah. So that's that's what I ended up reading. It is a great, great uh, little um, sci-fi book. Um, but I see how it was meant to be a series. I kind of remember at the end thinking, "Oh, this is going to be a series because we leave with a few questions and you establish all these characters, and you're like, oh, I could see us coming back to this ragtag group again.'" And yeah, uh, I, yeah, 100. percent That's they're what going happens. on another. They're getting the band back together. Exactly. What about you? What, what have you have you already read one? I have already done it. Yeah. Um, I actually talked about this on the show. I read the first in the Mirror Visitor Quartet, hmm. uh, which is by Christelle Dabos and translated by Hildegard Searle. Uh, I liked it so much that I bought the other three books in the wow. series. Um, and you talked about this on the show. What is the plot? Uh, it's really it's like a fan. It's like a YA fantasy about this world where everyone lives on these like different planets oh, cool. and everyone has these different powers and this girl even though she's very like very quiet and sort of like is very happy being like a quiet librarian is sort of married off to the prince of this like oh, barbarian ice world oh, yes and she doesn't realize it's because they want to merge her power like it's really it's really M- fun multiple things in there that i feel like you find in a series yes uh planets <laughs> various planets powers being married off being married off. i was gonna say barbarians <laughs> <laughs> i feel like barbarians are the other things that you you'll find a lot of barbarians in a series <laughs> like oh crap i'm writing a series gotta put some, gotta put some barbarians yeah in yeah there. throw a few barbarians in there also i didn't i didn't even realize it until we wrote this episode but i already read three series books i read two number twos and one number three Wow. Um, so far. So I think I'm slowly kicking you're not serious. my series phobia. I don't think you're serious. Um, uh, what was it? Avoidant. Said? Avoidant. Um, I don't think you're that. It doesn't seem like you are. I'm getting better. Well, this is, I think this is the year I've read the most series books. I think you also, middle grade and YA tend to, and this may be just a generalization, but I find they tend to do more series. Mm-hmm. And I feel like you're reading more middle grade. Yeah, and, I love them. And more YA. YA. Yeah, I'm reading than used to. The pan- I, I never used to read YA, and then the pandemic started, and I've been reading a ton of YA. Yeah, and I think that'll make you read more series. Because a lot of times that you fall in love with these characters, and I see why. Especially, I think, maybe younger people identify more with these characters, and they want to see more of them. They want to build the world. So it kind of makes sense that they end up doing more series. Yeah, it makes sense. Uh, well, I'm glad we put this on the challenge. Me too. I'm happy about getting my series phobia, and I'm very interested to hear... Folks, what are you reading for your series? Yeah, uh, or if you your... accidentally read one. Yeah, tell us your thoughts about reading series. Send it to readingglassespodcast at gmail.com. Before we solve a reader problem, we're going to take a quick break. Bria, you know what kind of people like to microdose? Tell me. Authors. Musicians. Nappers. Are you saying all kinds? All kinds of people. Oh, yeah, cool. Which I think 
Nappers probably includes authors and musicians as well. But so folks, you've probably heard about microdosing. And if you search around a bit on the internet, you're going to find all sorts of people more than the ones that we listed are microdosing to feel healthier and perform better. You've probably guessed that our show today is sponsored by microdose gummies, which deliver the perfect entry level underline that entry level dose of THC that makes you feel just the right amount of good. So you might associate microdosing with things that uh, with with wellness, with creativity. And guess what? You are right. <laughs> that these are the kind of this the microdosing can help you be calmer. It can help you uh, reach creative moments that you haven't had in a long time. Sleep better. It can help you sleep better. It can help you work out. They're, they're also good for workout and recovery. Mallory is huge at working out and always needs to have recovery. Yeah, and I have used microdose gummies to help me come down from powerlifting and relax, and they're fantastic. They're also great if you have insomnia or anxiety and you want to, um, you know, get back and get into like a nice calm sleepy state before Mm -hmm. bed or sleep better through the night there's so many things that you can use microdose gummies for the great thing is they're available nationwide uh you all over the country at least if you're in america i'm sorry if you're listening to this somewhere else uh you can learn more about microdosing thc um by just doing a quick google search online or you can go to microdose.com and use code glasses to get free shipping and 30 percent off your first order 30 percent is a lot and so is free shipping that's fantastic so that's microdose.com code glasses that's microdose.com code glasses glasses Look, it's a rough world out there, especially lately. I get it. So let's take care of our minds as best we can. I'm John Moe, host of Depression Mode with John Moe. Every week, I talk with comedians, actors, writers, musicians, doctors, therapists, and everyday folks about the obstacles that our world and our brains throw in front of us. Depression, anxiety, traumatic stress, all those mental health challenges that are way more common and more treatable than you might think. The first time I went to therapy, I was so ashamed, and I was like, I can't believe I got to go into therapy. Like, I thought I could be a man, and Humphrey Bogart was never in therapy. And then my dad said, yeah, but he smoked a carton of cigarettes a day. Give your mind a break, give yourself a break, and join me for Depression Mode with John Moe. Now let's solve a bookish problem from one of our listeners. Heidi writes in, I have a dilemma and I thought maybe the two of you could help me figure out what to do. I have recently moved into my own house and I've realized that I can't read slash listen to any thriller slash mystery slash scary books, which was my favorite genre, if it's dark outside now. I get scared every time I hear a noise since I live by myself, but it seems like after work is the only time I have available to really read. What should I do? I miss my thrillers and I also enjoy being able to sleep well at night without freaking out. Bria, this is the most relatable problem we've ever gotten. Completely relatable. But first of all, I just want to say happy uh, congratulations on moving into your own house by yourself. Extremely Heidi. Very cool. Very cool. What if you were like in the middle of the night and you just heard, oh my gosh, this is <laughs> right outside your window. <laughs> You, but then you realize it's actually just your pants were falling down. <laughs> it's just a clown outside. Oh, God, that's horrifying. Okay. Um, I feel this way about horror movies. I can't watch mm-hmm. horror movies after dark when I'm alone. Do you remember the show Hannibal? Yes. Oh, so scary. And I 
basically, it came on Friday nights for a while, and I was just like, you know what? This is a Saturday day show for me. Mm-hmm. I would watch it mid-afternoon when the sun was up on Saturday. <laughs> I would watch it on the sun. Yeah. And basically, I'm going to suggest the same thing uh, for Heidi. Um, I, you know, try reading your thrillers only on the weekends during the day. Get them out of the way then, or maybe an audiobook on the way to work when it's still bright outside. Um, <laughs> when the when the murderers are are sleeping, yeah, we all know murderers to... sleep in the yeah, day. Yeah, yeah, nothing bad can happen to you during the day. <laughs> you can take that from us. Um, <laughs> and look, uh, don't listen to it on the way home. Because I will say, I have done this so many times. There's certain podcasts I can't listen to when uh, I'm I'm home alone. I, I'm, I will really freak myself out. But I will say, remind yourself it isn't real. Unless you're reading true crime, and then it is real. Don't read true crime. Just don't even read true crime. By, uh, I mean, God, that's a Saturday afternoon book. Remember um, when I was w- listening to the audiobook of I'm, I'll am i I'll Be Gone in the Dark, and I was listening to it in the shower, and I was like, Bria, I think I'm going to die. No, you really, you cannot. <laughs> and you, you were cannot. like, what are you doing? Um... Although I here's the thing, I also think books tend to like live with you for longer mm-hmm. than a, than a movie. So I, you kind of for me, if I'm reading a scary book and I'm even reading it during the day, I still think about it at night when I'm home alone. So I don't know if this is going to be super helpful. I will say this: I allow myself all of the things I need to do to feel better. I lock the bedroom door. I make I check the alarm fifteen times. Like whatever you need to do within reason to make yourself feel better. You know, set up a you know, put a, what do people do in movies where they put like, they put a glass on the top of the doorknob so that if the doorknob moves. Home alone, that shit. Yeah, yeah, something, you know. Put a bag of marbles in front of your bedroom door. Yeah, put a bunch of little tiny cars. Bunch of Legos. (laughs) Uh, So they slip and fall. Um, But if you do need to do something like that in order to get through a book that you tried to read on a Saturday afternoon but failed, um, I I think that that is totally allowed. I absolutely. I am always like, I, I check every closet before I go to bed. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Nope. And you know what? Maybe I'm going to find somebody in there one day. And you know what else? I'll be glad I checked it. <laughs> I think. <laughs> I always think to myself, if someone's in here, what am I going to do? Scream? <laughs> yeah, bad news. The bad news that's slide ba- whistle. That's the bad, bad news noise. Uh, what about you, Mallory? Do you have suggestions for a uh, time to read a spooky book? Yes, I can cats? so relate to this. So same thing happened when we moved up to the mountains last year. I, I very vividly remember the first time we watched something scary. And then during a quiet part, I heard a weird noise outside. And I was like, well, time to move. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> time to move back to the city. Um so I think just like you can make a scary atmosphere, you can make a less scary atmosphere. Oh, okay. So when I'm home, home alone and I want to read a scary book because I'm like Heidi, a masochist, uh, and I want to read those horror books, even though I'm uh, literally all alone in the middle of the woods, um, I put on some non-creepy music. Oh, great. Uh-huh. Uh, I turn all the fucking lights on in uh-huh. the house. Uh, I read in bed so I don't have to walk across the empty house to go to bed after I read. I'm like already there and I can turn off That's the key. Uh-huh. Or leave the light on. I take a melatonin so I fall asleep immediately. Because my thing is like, I can make it to bed. And then as soon as I turn off the light, it's like time to think. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm like, no, because my brain definitely does that thing where I'm like, cool, just think about literally anything except for that thing that you just read. And my brain's like, what? Think about murderers? (laughs) Okay. So if I can fall asleep immediately, that will help. Um, If Jeremy's not around, I will leave the TV on or leave a pot, like a non-true crime podcast on. Um, just have voices around and it feel, I really honestly feel like it helps because if you can break your brain out of that scary atmosphere, mm-hmm. um, it can just kind of like dissolve it a little bit, dissolve some of that adrenaline. Um, 
And I think it really helps. So, yeah. Heidi, what we're saying is you are totally normal to feel like this. Yeah, but there, sure. I think there are ways that you can uh, sort of ameliorate it a little bit and uh, get yourself to the place where at least you can fall asleep. Yeah. Yeah. Also, it might be good to, like, take machete lessons just in case. Why not? Just <laughs> go to those axe throwing places and feel like a real woodsman. Yeah, there you go. Then you I could need be- to buy an axe, so I don't know. Yeah. We're, not, we're not giving you things to buy over here. I will say- there was an axe in our garage when we first moved to where our house. It's not there anymore. Uh-oh. And I was like, Jeremy, this is how we die. Yeah. He was like, it's just lost somewhere. I was like, we're getting murdered by this axe. Lost by, uh, lo- lost because it fell into the hands of an axe man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's okay. I'm, I'm, I'm big and strong now, so I can, I can beat him up. But yeah, Heidi, you're okay. And also, please, Heidi, right when you hear this, write back to us because I'm very interested to see what works for you. Yeah. If you want us to solve your reader problem, you can send it to readingglassespodcast at gmail.com. Time to answer a recommendation request. Shoshana writes in, in 2018, I wrote in asking for some book recommendations for my trip to Ireland. Episode 64. Wow, that was... A lifetime Four years ago. ago mm-hmm. um, with my then boyfriend, Kaylin. One of the books you recommended was The Good People by Hannah Kent, and he absolutely loved it, and we ended up spending a full day in an Irish castle just reading books, drinking Guinness, and lounging on Victorian wow. furniture. Please see the photo. Man, I am. I want to go on I vacation. I love that book, The Good People. I don't know who recommended it, but I it was do you. love it. It was you. I love it. I want to go on vacation with Shoshana and, and Kaylin. Um, now... Uh, my husband, yes, we got engaged in Ireland and later married in 2021. Congratulations. Uh, and I are planning a trip to Scotland in September. And here I am asking for more book and re- recommendations for a long trip to Scotland. My husband asked for Scottish babes fighting vampire Nazis, but I think it was mostly a joke. Any recommendations <laughs> for us? Priya, what should uh, Shoshana's husband read? I don't know, but. I am going to steal that idea and make it into a movie. (laughs) Scottish babes killing vampire Nazis sounds like a movie I would like to make. Um, All right. My suggestion is I will, man, I feel like The Good People is such a good book. So I had a lot of trouble because I was trying to think of something as good as that. Um, I did like, I remember liking this book and um, I did look it up and it is set in Scotland. It's The End of the World Running Club by Adrian J. Walker. Um, it is, it's like an apocalyptic book, as you can imagine. And um, it is about this man and his family. Uh, he, there's like an asteroid or something that hits the earth. His family gets separated um, and him are separated in Edinburgh. And he has to like race time and literally run to get to them. So it really is about him like wow. running across Scotland. So he has to run. Uh, I don't remember where he gets to. Um, uh yeah, and, and, and it's a fun book. And since you liked, um, I obviously you like genre if you liked The Good People. It's definitely, I don't remember it being as dark as The Good People. The Good People is a dark fucking book. But um, what, what do you got? You know what I'm going to recommend. For I, this. Do. I already knew what you were going to recommend. I couldn't find any books about babes fighting vampire Nazis. Um, but my recommendation is The Library of the Dead by T.L. Huchu. Uh, we both love this book so much. It's one mm-hmm. of our favorite books of the year last year. Uh, so it takes place in a sort of dystopian future Edinburgh, but it's not, I wouldn't call it like a post-apocalyptic book because like the city still exists. Like there's just some changes. Like it's definitely, you know, 
it's hard to explain, but it's not, I wouldn't call it like people aren't like, it's not like Mad Max. It's right, just right. like the city is different. So it's about this young woman and she can talk to ghosts and she delivers messages from the dead as her job that helps her support her family. Uh, and one of the messages she gets asked to deliver one day gets her embroiled in this very spooky mystery. Uh, and even though it's fantasy, it really captures a lot of the feel of Edinburgh. I love that city so much. And it really captures that like sort of old spookiness mm. that it has. It's so much fun. I think it's a great vacation book. And the characters are so fun. It's funny that we uh, I picked this for this episode because this is one of the, the series that I read. I read the second the second book just came out. It's of Our Ladies of Mysterious Ailments, which I, I loved so much. Um, so I hope uh, at least one of these books is, is going to be helpful. Um, my pick is The Library of the Dead by T.L. Huchu. And mine is The End of the World Running Club by Adrian J. Walker. As always, want to thank the wonderful mods who run our Facebook group and Chrissy and Rachel who moderate our Goodreads page. Remember, you can buy all kinds of cool stuff over at our Void Merch store. There's a link in the show notes for that. And if you like the show and want to do something nice for us, you can rate and review us on iTunes or Apple Podcasts or wherever you review your podcast. It's really great for us and helps us reach more readers and listeners and advertisers. You can email us at readingglassespodcast at gmail.com. Find us on Twitter at ReadingGPodcast. On Instagram at ReadingGlassesPodcast. Thanks for listening and thanks, thanks for, for reading. reading.